Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 493 and session number 153 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast, and I do it every single week, every single Friday, and I don't want to stop anytime soon, so please keep submitting your questions. Even if you've submitted a question and it's been a little while, I will do my best to get these answered on an upcoming Ask Scott session because I love, love doing these. I love connecting with you guys. So if you want to ask a question and have it aired on an upcoming show, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can ask a question. Just leave your first name, where you're tuning in from, and uh, just a question, and uh, I'll go ahead and try to answer it here on an upcoming Ask Scott session. All right. So the show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 493. So everything we discuss here today, all the links, the transcripts are there for you at a nice little uh, convenient link there, theamazingseller.com forward slash 493. Now, before we jump into today's uh, Ascot session, first off, let me kind of tell you what we're going to be talking about. We're going to be talking about some different launch strategies or what are the different launch strategies. We're going to be talking about well, product one or two, or should I bundle? Like, that's what we're going to be talking about. We're also going to be talking about some tips, some more tips to stay focused with so much noise online or just in our lives. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Now, before we do jump into all of your questions, uh, I did want to share a story with you. Uh, now, some of you know I'm a pretty big baseball fan, pretty big Yankees fan, and no hate mail, please. Don't send any hate mail. Uh, the Boston Red Sox fans, I still love you guys. I just I don't love you when you're playing the Yankees. Um, so uh, yeah, but I'm a I'm a huge Yankee fan. I was uh, you know brought up with the Yankees. My father uh, was a Yankee fan, my grandfather, and so on. Now my wife is a Yankee fan. All my kids are Yankee fans. Um, I told my daughter, my oldest daughter, who just got married, who is a Seattle, uh, let's see, Seahawks fan for football um, because her husband was, but she is definitely not going to go over to his Seattle team um, for baseball. And I told her if she did, we were going to have problems. Um, but I didn't have to worry about that anyway. She's definitely not um, going to ever jump ship on me there. She's a uh, Derek Jeter fan um, from birth. Uh, so uh, yeah, but uh, my youngest daughter now, uh, here's where the story comes in. My, uh, my youngest daughter, Kayla, who is 10, um, she's a huge Aaron judge fan. And he's like the new Derek Jeter of today in a sense, like he's like part of like Yankees brand now, right? Like he's, he's a huge icon and just, just a great guy. Um, he's going to, I think he's going to do really good things, not just on the field, but off the field. Um, but anyway, so she's a huge fan. So I went ahead and got some preseason tickets in Tampa. My uh, father lives in Florida, so I figured we'd make a, you know, a, a trip there. We'd spend a couple nights there. We'd watch a game, whatever, right? So I'm planning this whole thing out. So I went ahead and figured that I wasn't going to get to a Yankee game like at Yankee Stadium this year because I wasn't going to fly there and do that whole thing, maybe next year. So I said, you know what? I'm going to splurge a little bit. I'm going to get some really, really good seats at spring training so Kayla can really experience kind of like on the field experience in a sense, as close as you can get. So I bought some really nice tickets, went over to StubHub, bought some nice, and this, this show is not sponsored by StubHub, by the way. Um, so <laughs> I went over there, got some pretty good tickets right in, uh, in the box next to the dugout for them. And Aaron Judge plays right field. So we're right there 
And uh, we uh, we have these, uh, well, my wife made these signs and uh, they were basically, all of us were holding an arrow and I'll actually link up the picture inside the this episode on the show notes. Um, but it was a picture of all, all of us holding our signs. So what they did is they planned this whole thing out. So this way here, Aaron Judge, could not miss us, right? Like he's going to see us and he's going to see that Kayla is his number one fan, right? So basically picture all these arrows that says, here is your number one. And then, and then she says, you know, I'm your number one fan kind of thing. And I'm pointing at myself like you guys can see me, which you can't, but you'll have to just see the picture. So definitely go to the show notes, theamazingseller.com forward slash 493. And you can see that picture. But anyway, the idea here was for Aaron Judge to give Kayla an autograph and she wanted her shirt. She's got an Aaron Judge pinstripe shirt and she wanted that shirt signed. And, uh, and that was the goal, right? Like, so she's got this, like this thing in her head that she's going to get an autograph. I wanted her to get an autograph. I thought it would be cool. And you know, we're, we're giving her like the best chance possible, right? So she goes out there and we sit down and, you know, he sees us actually, he sees us as he's coming off the field. And actually before the game, he didn't come out to do any really big warmup. So he didn't have a lot of time before the game. And it's usually known that during the game, they don't usually sign, but maybe after the game. So we thought we would just get his attention. Well, we got his attention numerous times. So as he was running in, he would look over at us and, and he would smile, give us a thumbs up, whatever. So my daughter was just beside herself. But, uh, then I think it was the third inning as he was coming off the field, we had our signs up and you can't miss us. We're right there. And, uh, he comes over and he fist bumps my daughter, Kayla. And he says, I'll get you after the game. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll get that, that autograph after the game. And oh, my daughter was like so excited. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. Like that was the plan, right? Like we're going to go there. We're going to, he's going to, he's going to notice us. He's going to come over. He's going to, you know, sign something of mine. It's going to be amazing, right? She got a fist bump. That was not planned. That was awesome. But here's where the story kind of gets not so good. All right. So it was all great, right? She's expecting now. He said, I'm going to give you an autograph. Well, he went out of the game probably in the fourth or fifth inning. And because it's spring training and he had some soldier, shoulder surgery recently, he went ahead and, um, and he left uh, he left the game and he went in the locker room. I think he got showered cause he was in an interview afterwards. So he wasn't coming back out. Now he didn't think probably at that time that he was not going to be able to, uh, sign the autograph. He had intentions to do it. I really truly believe that. Um, but my daughter was disappointed. Now I don't blame Aaron judge and go, Oh, he's a jerk. You know, it's just things happen, right? I mean, the team is going to make sure that he's taken care of. He's going to be getting paid a lot of money. My daughter was, you know, she was, hurt a little bit and a little upset, but I said to her, I go, listen, listen, like it's not over, right? Like you got a fist bump. Number one, let's think of the positive. Number two, we came in here with a plan to hopefully get an autograph. You didn't, but that doesn't mean that you'll never get an autograph. We're going to come to other games. And my wife comes up with this idea. She says, here's what we'll do. Let's go ahead and write him a letter and let's go ahead and see if we can get something else like a card signed or something like that. So my wife and my daughter got together and they started coming up with, you know, a whole bunch of things that they were going to add to the card. My, my, my daughter wrote the card. So again, she's brainstorming of how she can still get what she wanted, right? She's not giving up. And this is kind of where the story leads into you. I'm not just sharing the story just to kind of bore you with my, you know, my family's details, right? I want to always tie it back to something where it can help you. The thing is, is she didn't get what she wanted, 
but there's some positive things that came out of it. She got a fist bump. She got a great experience being at Yankee, uh, you know, at the Yankee preseason uh, game, right? She got to actually, she got a couple other autographs. She got uh, D.D. Gregorius. Uh, she got uh, Russell Wilson, who was uh, actually uh, the quarterback for Seattle. Um for the Seahawks. So that was like a fluke thing. Got his autograph, a couple other guys, but she didn't get his, but she got a fist. So she's got a lot of good things going on. It's kind of like us when we build a business, if it doesn't necessarily work out that we get exactly what we wanted, we still learned a whole bunch through this process. We still got a ton. So we got to look at that stuff. So my message here to you in sharing the story with you is to just let you know that you have to have a plan, which my daughter had a plan, right? They created signs. Let's get noticed. Let's see if we can get an autograph. Didn't work out. She's not going to give up. I'm not going to allow her to give up. And it's to me, it's teaching her a lesson that that's the way it works sometimes. And it's you didn't lose. You, you only lose when you stop trying. And I'm going to tie this right back to baseball again. You know, when you strike out, it's going to happen. When you strike out, you get another at bat, right? The only time that you don't get another at bat is when you quit the game right? So are you going to quit the game? That's the question. You know, if, if you say to yourself, ah, this thing just isn't going to work for me. I tried one product. It didn't work. You know, well, look and see why it didn't work. Why did the plan not work? Where did it go wrong? For us, it went wrong that, you know, we, we got Aaron judge to come out on the field and everything, but he left the game and he left the dugout. Like he wasn't coming back. Right. And no one else did either. Right. So it's just part of that thing. And we also found out, I believe that they can get fined if they actually sign in, in the middle of a game, like type of thing. I don't know if that's true, but that's what I heard. Right. So again, just the circumstances didn't work out, but we're going to go back to another game. Actually, we're going to go to a, a, a regular season game in Tampa, uh, this coming year. So there's another chance, right? We're going to get back in the game. We're going to play. We're going to, we're going to see what we can do. All right. So again, I'm sharing this story with you just to let you guys know that no matter what we do in life, there's lessons we're learning. There's positive things that come out of it. Right. But there's also things that we learn and we don't, we don't lose until we stop trying. So don't stop trying. You know, if you want it bad enough, like my daughter wants that autograph, she wants that autograph, even though she had a fist to fist bump with Aaron judge, she still wants an autograph. So she's, writing a letter and seeing if that'll work. If that doesn't work, she might write another one. She'll show up at another game, you know, go down where all the kids are aut getting autographs. You know, I mean, she's got an advantage because she's a girl and she's also a kid. So kids are usually going to get an autograph before a guy or a, an adult. It's just the way it works. They want to give it to the kid before they want to give it to the adult. So she's got an, an advantage there. I don't have that advantage, right? So again, I'm going to cut this story short now because you know, I want you guys just to understand you're not done. You're not, you're not losing until you stop trying. Okay. Just remember that you did not lose until you stop trying. So get in the batter's box and take another swing. Cause you don't know that one could be the one that you get to hit. Right. All right. So enough with that story that went way longer and I apologize, but I hope that it helped you. All right. I hope that it helps you. All right. So guys, let's go ahead and uh, let's jump into today's first question and I will give you my answer. Let's go batter up. Hi, Scott. This is Dan from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. Um, love the podcast. Keep it up. It's really encouraging sometimes to hear, uh, hear certain podcasts. They seem to come at the right time. And when I'm hitting a kind of a lull, I pop on one of those, those podcasts and it uh, kind of keeps me going here. So Anyway, I got a question. I have a uh, first product hoping to launch it, you know, this week or next week. 
And unfortunately, I haven't built an email list yet for, for this particular product. Um, so I'm wondering what the strategy would be for launching a product when you don't have the email list to sort of lean on for the, for, you know, those first two or three weeks of sales, just steady sales. So, um, um, I mean, my thought was maybe aggressive PPC, uh, maybe some deep discounts through JumpSend or one of those services, but uh, I'm just, I'm not quite sure. Or, or do you recommend maybe just waiting to launch the product and trying to build an email list? Uh, I'm not sure how long that exactly takes. I've never done it yet, but yeah. So if you could shed some light on this, that'd be great. Thanks, Scott. Bye. Hey, Dan, thank you so much for the question. And it's a good one. I like this question a lot. So if I'm understanding this correctly, your product is in route, it's on the way. And you're wondering, like, once you get it, like, what do you do, right? Well, number one, if we back up a little bit and we say, okay, let's say, for example, you did order your product, you're waiting for it. There's no reason to wait on building a list, right? Our, our new brand, we didn't even have a product uh, in route yet. And we were building an email list. All right. We were building that email list with, uh, a product or products that were surrounding our product in a sense. All right. It was, it was, it was like the fishing pole example, right? Like, so we had a fishing pole in you know, one of the top fishing poles, you know, a tackle box and we had a fishing net. Right. And we knew that the market was going to love that. And we were going to be launching a vest, right? Like a fishing vest. So that's what, that's what we did. Okay. So what I say is like, it's never too early or too late to start building that email list. I say, just do it when you can do it. Now, if budget is a concern, then I would say at this point, probably because you're already almost ready to launch, if not already launched, I would start driving traffic through pay-per-click because I honestly, I'm, I'm going to be doing both of those things. Right? I'm going to be building the email list so when I do launch, I can go ahead and send that discount to those people and, and get a, a good bump in sales. I'm also going to be turning on pay-per-click pretty aggressively. And what a lot of people don't talk about is like after that first week or two, right? Like what do you do, right? Well, you want to do a combination of what you've already been doing and probably go out and reach other you know, other people's lists or influencers, or just really dial up the pay-per-click and expand your keywords. Because, you know, depending on how competitive your space is, you need to keep that momentum going. So if you can get to first page or even a good placement on second page, and you think that you're going to hit your 10 sales a day, that's going to keep you there ranking, then you're okay. But you have your email list now, if you've built that, that you can go ahead and give it a push. Um, I would be careful using any type of, you know, uh, you know, discount site, um, unless it is not Amazon based, meaning if it's not people pushing their Amazon products, if it's a deal site for just random deals, like a Groupon or one of those, right then I'm okay with that because you're just getting the sale. But if it's, if it's for uh, number one, I don't want to expose my product to a group of people. Um, because if someone is, is on one of those lists of deal sites and uh, you're putting your product up there, I can guarantee that your competition is seeing that as well. So I would not want to do that. That's why I like building my own list. I like putting my own money into my own list, my own asset, and then building from there because I'm not, flashing my product in front of all of my competition. All right. So I would, I wouldn't want to do that route. So I would say build the email list when you can. And I would say sooner than later, um, if you can, 
start that process. And then from there, I would also do a pay-per-click. And then I would also um, do this. And this is something that by the time you're listening to this, it might be rolled out. It should be pretty darn close. Uh, we have a new feature inside of Giveaway Boost where we're going to be uh, able to create landing pages that do offer the discount code on the back end so we can drive Facebook ads over to our landing page in exchange for an email address. So imagine this. We run a Facebook ad in our market on Facebook. We have a, a discount. Let's say it's 40% off. We drive them to a landing page, which, which uh, confirms the offer and says this is exactly what you're going to get. All you have to do is enter your name and email address to get the code and to purchase your, your uh, fishing pole at a discount. And then they click that button after they enter their name and email address and it brings them to a coupon uh, code. And then also it links them to the Amazon listing or your Amazon listing. Done. You got an email list. Plus we're able to uh, place a Facebook pixel on that landing page. Another great feature. So again, if you guys are listening and you're overwhelmed with like how to make this all work, I would definitely recommend our plugin, which is Giveaway Boost. And you can find that at theamazingseller.com forward slash boost. And I'll link that up in the show notes. But that's an easy way to do it. We're, we're rolling that out. It's a, there's a 2.0 version now. And that is the, the, uh, the extra thing that we're adding in there. And plus, we're going to have some training that's going to go alongside that, showing how to kind of make everything work. So definitely check that out. But that's what I would recommend. Uh, definitely, you know, do it all. But uh, I would say those would be my options. And I would stay away from doing any type of deal site that is focusing on Amazon sellers. That's what I would do. Okay. So hopefully I helped you. Keep me posted, by the way. And uh, let's go ahead and listen to the next question. And I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott. This is Ryan Plus from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma. Uh, first off, I want to just say I appreciate everything you do and all the content you're giving out for free. It's I've tried to listen to a few other people and I just tell you nobody compares. Um, so I just first off wanted to say that. So my predicament is is I'm torn between two products. Um, they look like they're both lower competition. Uh, the demand's high for them. As far as the sell price and numbers, they're pretty close. Uh, one of them it's a little bit bulkier of an item. So it's the only way I can really ship it is by sea. So it's already cost me more to ship than it is to actually produce the product, but it still falls within the $10 profit margins, actually probably around 12. Um, if I, if I put it out there for the price price point that I'm looking at and the other product uh, price points about the same, but I can ship that by air and it's still going to be a little bit cheaper. My profit margin on that's around $15. So my question is, do I launch both products or do I launch one, see how it does, then launch the other product? Uh, the reason I ask is because the products could be bundled together and used together. So I didn't know if it would make more sense to launch them together so I can have a bundle right away or should I wait? That's kind of where I'm at right now, ready to take the next step. And I just kind of need some guidance on that. So anything you can do to help, I'd appreciate it. Thanks a bunch. Hey, Ryan, thank you so much for the question. And uh, hey, you've got options. Love that. Uh, thanks so much for being a listener as well. And uh, thanks for the positive feedback. I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, so, okay. It sounds like, I mean, pick one, right? I mean, like, it doesn't really sound like 
you have a, a huge decision to make other than pick one. Uh, because the cool thing is, is it sounds like you have two products that work well together. So that means that whether you launch product one, it should do okay. And if you have product two, that should do okay. If you launch both, they both should do okay together because they're related. And if you wanted to, you could add a third SKU and make it a bundle. I love all of that. So you also mentioned that one of them, you would probably need to uh, ship it by air. Or I'm sorry, by sea. Um, and the other one you could ship by air and still come in at the right profit. So I, I would probably lean towards the one I could do by air and, uh, and be able to land it. So this way here I can get started. Uh, you know, I'm impatient. I like to get things like done like yesterday. Uh, that's, that's a little bit of a downfall for me, but it's, it's totally the way that I'm wired. I just want stuff done. It might be the New Yorker in me. I don't know. Um, so yeah, I would say pick the one that you think that you could get going the quickest. Um, I don't think I would start with the bundle. I think I would launch the one that's going to be the easiest to get here, the fastest to get here, the one that you still think it's going to have the same amount of depth and demand and, and the competition levels about the same. I mean, regardless, you're probably going to launch them both at some point, you know, so I wouldn't probably recommend doing them both together just because you want to put all your focus on one to kind of ramp things up. And then as soon as you can, I'd launch that second one. And the third thing I would do is I, and I would bundle it. So you'd have, you know, you would have three different SKUs now. So, you know, yes, you know, you could say, well, you could do variations. You could maybe, but in this case, it might be better to separate those unless it's a direct, you know, variation, unless one is exactly like one is a 15 inch and one is an 18 inch. That might not make sense, uh, you know, to, to launch them separately. You might want to do a variation on that one. Uh, so I would say start with the one that's going to be the easiest to get here and to get launched. And then from there, I would work on the second one. And then the third one would be to bundle. Um, and then the other thing is, is if you know, like, I think you were saying like the one that's going to be longer or bulkier, you would have to ship by sea, but maybe just get a price for, you know, just for kicks to see how much it would be to air that in. Because even though, I mean, you said the profit margin on one of them is like, close to 15 bucks. So what if it costs you five bucks extra to ship it here and you get a couple hundred here now, but the rest of them you have shipped by sea, that might be an option too. And yes, you're not going to make as much on that first round, but generally I don't really care. Uh, first two rounds, three rounds, uh, we're really just getting things ramped up, getting ourselves rooted into the algorithm and starting to start to get some of those sales. The other thing I would be asking you if we were sitting across the table together, um, is, uh, is this a market that you're going into that you're going to have other products around this? Hopefully the answer would be yes. And then, um, I would say, and then in the meantime, I would be working on that email list. Um, and then, uh, you know, getting that thing all built. So this way here, you have the leverage to go ahead and push those products. Um, and then I would also be expanding my product list. Like what are the next products? What's the third, the fourth, the fifth, um, and, and really starting to round out that, that brand. It sounds like you totally can do that if you already have two products that are related. So, um, hopefully that helped you, um, keep me posted for sure. And, uh, and let me know, uh, what you decide to do and, and how it works out for you. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, maybe do a recap on that. All right. So, uh, all right, guys, let's go ahead and listen to one final quick question. This is a quick question. It has to do with focus and, uh, I'm going to elaborate on this one. So, uh, let's listen to this question. Hello, Scott. This is Mickey Kelly. I don't know if it's just me, but 
I find it hard to stay focused and mainly because there's so much information being poured out of every little click, point, click in every window that we turn to these days. Even I, I just feel like I, I get information overload and it's coming, you know, every every time I look on the screen, there's something pulling me over here. There's something pulling me over. I can't stay focused on the um, the priorities and the order that we need to do it. I don't know. Has anybody else, you know, felt that way? Have you heard anything about it? Just, just wanted. Thanks. Hey, Mickey, thank you so much for the question. And it's a great question because a lot of people struggle with overwhelm and focus and just really what to work on next. What should I be working on? Or, or how do I stay like on track and not get distracted? Right. Number one, I heard some music going on in the background and I might turn that down. Just saying. <laughs> no, I mean, if you like to work with music playing, I know a lot of people that do go for it. Um, me personally, I haven't really been able to find something that allows me to, unless it's low in, in the background, but anyway, just thought that was kind of funny. Uh, but yeah, what I would say for anyone listening, including yourself, you're absolutely right. No matter what we're doing, we are distracted because there's a lot of shiny objects. There's also a lot of rabbit holes that we can go down if we one click of a button and we're in. We're into something, right? A perfect example, and I shared this on a, on a previous episode, my pool guy, uh, my service pool guy, the guy that does some service for me, you know, we were talking about him. He was on YouTube looking at information as far as like, you know, how to, you know, this new technology with these certain systems and devices that they're using. And he goes, I started that at like 10 o'clock at night and it was two o'clock in the morning. I was still like, just, I kept just clicking and he's like, it's like a vortex. And I said exactly what it is. So you almost have to give yourself, you know, a limit is how long you can stay on certain channels or certain places or allow yourself how, how long you can be online. Um, you know, for me personally, um, I try to stay off uh, of, uh, you know, the computer or whatever, or my office, I'll, you know, try to have like working hours. Um, you know, it doesn't always work, but I try. Um, but I would also say like, depending on what you are working on, like it sounds to me like you might be just kind of like working on something and then all of a sudden, I don't know, maybe you get bored for a second and you're, you're jumping over to YouTube and then before you know it, you're an hour in, you know, that you have to just have discipline and, I think the easiest way there is to just have one window open and working on what you're working on. If you're writing something for your Amazon listing, only have that open. Um, or another, uh, another thing is for a lot of people is like, what do I work on? There's so many things people are telling me I should do this. They, um, I should do this. I should do this. I should do this. My question is, is like, you know, chunk it down and ask yourself like, what, what is it that you have to work on to move to the next thing? If you are starting and you're at the very beginning it's really simple. You don't have to worry about how to launch yet because you're not there yet. You don't have to worry about your business entity yet. You don't have to worry about sales tax yet. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff yet, right? You only have to worry about what you are working on right now. So for an example, if you are going through the product discovery phase where you're trying to figure out a product, but really a market, and I always start with product, but it always leads me to a market. And that's for a whole nother conversation. And we talk about that in our product discovery bootcamp. That's really what we do inside of there. And even in the 24 hour challenge that I've talked about in the past, uh, where I really try to get you guys to just focus on market and products. But anyway, that's for a whole nother discussion, but really it's about 
just focus like on that one thing. So again, if you're in product discovery mode, number one, you got to figure out the market that you're going after. And then you start to get intelligence on that market of what products they're buying, but you're not worrying about sourcing yet. You're not worrying about launching yet, right? None of that stuff matters right now. But it's so easy for you to jump from one podcast to another podcast or one YouTube video to another YouTube uh, video. That's just how it works, right? You don't have to though. I would, I would try to, you know, almost like, almost like give yourself like rules. Like right now, if this thing doesn't help me in what I'm doing right now, I'm not looking at it. So like I said, if you're looking at product research, that's all you're focusing on. Don't worry about any pay-per-click strategy doesn't matter at this point. Okay. So that would be my best advice for anyone that's struggling with that. And uh, you know, if you are just starting out and you are kind of stuck in maybe the beginning stages or even just the entire, you know, process, I would definitely recommend checking out the free workshop that we do because it chunks everything down for you in five steps, right? We have product research, we have sourcing, we have the pre-launch, we have the launch, and then we have promotions. Like that's it, right? So I would definitely recommend that free resource at theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Go check it out. It's free. Um, and uh, depending on when you go to sign up, we'll either be doing a live one or we'll have an on-demand one for you to watch there and go through that training. But that's where I would start. Um, so definitely check that out. So just to recap a little bit on the focus stuff, just you have to have rules almost in a sense with within yourself. You have to have discipline, but you also have to have like a plan and like a little roadmap and a little checklist to where you're only working on this and, and don't overcomplicate the process. Don't think too far down the line. All right. So hopefully this helped you. And uh, again, just give yourself rules and be disciplined and commit to the process and just stay within, you know, where you are right now. All right. So guys, that is going to wrap up this episode of Ask Scott. If you guys have a question that you want me to answer on an upcoming Ask Scott session, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask, and you can do that. The show notes to this episode can be found at theamazingseller.com forward slash 493. And uh, yeah, just uh, again, don't overcomplicate the process. All right. So that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, as always, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to. You have to. Come on. Say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.